Yo, what's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Rojo Basement Podcast. Yo, we at it again. Today, we have a very special guest in the house. We have a Unite Here Local One leader. This is big. This is big, man. All right? So, please, please welcome with so much love my homegirl, Rashonda Williams, man. Give it up for her, man, yo. A lot of them there, yo. We in here. Yes, I'm in the house. Oh Absolutely. Yeah, we finally got you. Right. Man. We've been trying. COVID has made it difficult. I've been keeping my toes, my fingers crossed, my eyes crossed just to get you up in here, man. Like, we got to make it happen. Oh, you knew I was coming. <laughs> I, you know I was coming. Man, you've been all over the place. I have been. I have been. You man, know? I follow you. I'm like, this girl is everywhere. You know what? There's a story that needs to be told. And who better to tell my story than me? Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. Because I saw you guys were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you know, one of my friends, he's from Atlanta. Okay. And I was telling him, like, you know what, man? Just to let you know, Chicago is in Atlanta in strength. Yes. Y'all might not know this. Absolutely. But I know the woman behind the curtain. Yep. And they're making noise and they're making it happen. How oh. was that for you? Because I saw you with Stacey Adams, by the way. I met Stacey Adams probably a few years ago, obviously pre-COVID. Uh-huh. And, you know, Stacey Adams was sharing her story about the governor's race right. in Georgia and how Bryant Kemp, you know, essentially did a lot of things to encourage voter suppression and how he won the governor's race based on his tactics. So brilliant woman, obviously. But when the opportunity arose for me to go to Georgia to be a part of getting those Senate seats, I was in uh, Miami, Florida for the presidential race. Uh, we didn't do too well in Georgia, but we won the prize anyway. We won the trophy. Right, right, yeah. But we knew that we needed to do everything in our power to win those two Senate seats. That was very important. Oh, absolutely. We're in the space now. You know, for the last year, I've been talking about the importance of having health care and having Ooh, Cobra, having Cobra <laughs> paid for. Right. And uh, that's just the groundwork. That's the foundation. That's what we had to do when we went to Georgia. I just got my stimulus check today. That was all. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> we finally got it. Absolutely. <laughs> that was all the direct results of what we did in Georgia. Yeah. It was great. I love seeing y'all over there, man. I was so happy. I was like, I know those ladies out there, man. You know what? We decided to go into Georgia, make sure that we got people out to vote. We worked long hours. We worked six days a week. You know, it was not a vacation. You know, my people were like, oh, you're not posting it. No, this is work. (laughs) This is not a vacation. There is something that we need to do here. There's a goal. There's a goal in mind. And you know what? I'm happy to say that we achieved that goal. I'm so happy too, man. Because I think, like, I got uh, into a little debate with one of my coworkers, right? I don't think people understand how important health insurance is until you need it. Yes. You know? Like me, for an example. You know, I just went underwent surgery, like, for, two, sure. for two, three months ago. And, you know, these things cost money. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't got no health insurance, and luckily we got one of the best health insurance, you know what I mean, there mm-hmm. is. Because... 
not everybody has the kind of insurance that we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my friend, he was like, oh, you know, no, no. He's just telling me all these different things, you know. And I'm like, dude, health insurance is a priority. Yes. And I will put Unite Here's health insurance above many. I remember um, a few years ago when we were changing our health insurance providers, one of the things that I thought to do was to, you know, in, in order to convince my coworkers that this was a great health insurance plan, I gave, I talked to my friends, I talked to police officers, I talked to teachers, I talked to people that were in, cor- in the corporate world. I asked them about their co-pays and, you know, sure. how, you know, look, <laughs> hands down, hands down, Unite Here's yes. health insurance plan superseded yes. every plan from federal government workers to yep. local government workers to teachers and everyone in between. When I went to get my surgery and they sent me the bill, I was like, oh, well, look at that. you know, <laughs> Right. Hands down. And they tell you right there, this is if you didn't. This is if you do. Absolutely. So luckily when I saw it, I swear, I was like, oh my God, I'm just the most blessed guy. Because like this is what happened to me, right? Right. I had like an hernia repair, you know? Okay. But anybody can get this. Right. You know? And to yeah. go to get a surgery, this is going to be like twenty seven, close to $30,000. Absolutely. Sure. You know? Sure. And, and everybody underestimates health insurance, like the most importance of it. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you need it. Everybody mm-hmm. needs it. Yeah. Can you explain to the people what happened? in downtown a couple years ago for the hotel strike that all the hotels went on strike. All right. So um, I was proud to be in the midst of that. What we did was we went on strike for health insurance. You know, that was our number one goal. We wanted to make sure that we had a citywide standard for hospitality workers and health insurance. We took a lot of people off their jobs for one, two, three weeks. One hotel didn't go back to work until the pandemic, okay? They were out like 16 months. So health insurance is important and critical for a lot of people. 16 months. 16 months. They were out of work fighting for health care and room reductions. So health care is big on the agenda. You know, people need health care. People understand what health care means and the dire need for it. Yeah. You sprain your you you sprain your ankle. You're gonna True. get a bill for about five thousand dollars <laughs> for a sprained ankle. Wait till you get that x ray. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know? And people don't know about all these medical codes. They slap them on there. Just talking to my son. My son had some residuals for COVID, went in, he couldn't breathe. You know, his breathing was was faint. Put him on a breathing machine, got a medical. Yeah. Because you guys Uh, did have COVID, I forgot. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, we had COVID. And we had a very mild version. We were very lucky. But my son has the after effects. Of, of COVID. So he has what is, uh, I think they call it like bruised lungs now. And uh, he didn't have any um, issues breathing when he had COVID. But now this is just one of the things that he carries around with him. He n- never know the time and the place is going to attack his lungs. However, it did. Two hours maybe of uh, emergency room services, 
an, a you know a breathing treatment, almost an eight thousand dollar bill. Oh man! Two hours. This is so crazy. Two hours. And not to mention, like even the test, the chest uh, X-rays, and all of this mm-hmm. stuff, and you don't know, get the labs. They start those codes add up, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's worse than house bills. You know, they just keep piling up, piling up, piling up, yep. piling up. And yep. just, when you get that bill, it surprises you. And then yep. if you got no health insurance, or if you got a crappy health insurance, crappy health insurance. You know, uh, we we do a lot of work, you know, here on making sure people have quality health insurance. And, you know, some of these co-pays, they're just ridiculous. If you're making minimum wage, if you're making just a little bit above minimum wage, you have to make a choice. I can either pay for health insurance or medicine, or I can feed my family. And most often feeding their family and paying their bills went out. And so people are in debt. Yeah. Because of health insurance. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, taking money out of your pockets, basically, because the corporate doesn't want to pay it, pretty much. They're like, no, yep. no, yeah, you take care of your own self. Yep. This job I used to work at, I, I never forget, man, I think we're spending close to, like, I think, like, almost 800 bucks a, a month. So, seven, seven right. to 800. Yeah, and then on top of that, it only covers 80%, and then you still got to pay, you got a high deductible, mm. no dental, no vision. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it is ridiculous when I mm-hmm. see these these numbers. And that's eight hundred dollars you could have in your pocket. Eight hundred. And how much do we pay? That's a rent. <laughs> eight hundred dollars is a rent. For a very mediocre health insurance card. Yes. You that's know? rent for a lot of Chicagoans. Rent. rent. That's money that people need. Yes. Even me. Eight hundred bucks a month, you wanna yeah. give me? Give it right. to me, you know? Right. Right. And that's what I was telling one of my friends that he was like against, you know, unions and against this. And again, I'm like, look here, man, when it comes to health and we're good financially, you know, because they take care right. of you in every corner. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. and I'm a living proof of that. And so are you. Yes. Yeah. I got the leader right here, guys. Yes. I got the leader <laughs> to talk about this, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm but, here. I'm yeah, here. Yeah. And um, to this one company that I'm currently working at, they were like, you want the health package? I was like, no, thank you. I'm 100% sure that I'm good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. where I'm at. And I, I, one thing that really impressed me about the hotels was that we have people that make like over $100,000, right? Right. Because we got like A, B, and C list, yes. you, know, you know, staff members. Yes. So the A listers, of course, they make like $100,000 a year, you know, et cetera. Right. So when it came down, you know, when it was time to start action, everybody walked out. Yeah. It didn't matter if this guy made this and this guy made that or who. Everybody was Everyone. on the same page and everybody walked out. And you have to ask yourself why. Yeah. Yeah. You have to ask yourself. Yep. I, You know, I'm a bartender. I know a lot of bartenders because we keep bartenders close yeah. in our circles. And when I tell other bartenders how much money I make. They can't believe it. Uh, I'm <laughs> they can't believe. I mean, I'm not talking from tips. If yeah. you're good at your craft, yes. then you'll make tips. Yes. An hourly wage is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Our negotiated hourly wage. I'm not going to disclose that because, <laughs> you know, I was gonna te- I'm going to keep some things to myself. But, you know, but yeah, realistically, we are blessed and we are deserving of that, though. Yeah. You know, sometimes we we start to feel like, well, maybe I'm not worth that. Yeah. I am worth it. Yeah. If I can make you a millionaire based on the service that I can give you, then it the least you can do is make sure 
that I can afford my bills. Yeah. I don't think it's too much to ask. So, yes, I am worth it. <laughs> I'm all, worth it. hundred percent. Yeah. And by the way, just want to let you know, it's been an honor to work by you shoulder to shoulder. Absolutely. Behind the yes. bar. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We got to go back. Can't know, wait to go back. Look, I remember when I first met you and then I'm like, uh, you know, you know, this young buck. Who is this young buck? You know, <laughs> I put everybody in the young buck ca- category, you know, like, who is this? If, if, if you're new, if you can came after me everybody's a young buck and uh but you know what we had a really good conversation and i was like this guy he's a real solid guy <laughs> thank you first time you know when you're dealing in hospitality and bars and bartending it can be pretty cutthroat Absolutely. you know what i mean Absolutely. because you know people people don't want to have conversations or make friends because they think that hey we're fighting for the same pool of money yes. but you were not that guy you know what I mean? <laughs> no. You were not that guy. You, We had great conversation. Um, you know, we were like, hey, we're going to do this together. You are a true, I work with my people sort of stand up guy. And uh, look, <laughs> years later. Here I'm we here. are. Here, here we are. I am here we are. <laughs> doing a podcast. I got so. a person in front of me right now that spoke at the Democratic National Convention, guys. You know what that is, man? Come on, man. Yeah. That's what I got here in my studio. You see, guys, when you guys are humble and nice, <laughs> it pays off. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys better listen to him. Smart guy here. Smart guy. And you know, because that's one thing I love about this whole thing. You know, like I, I tell people that the power of the union, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is unbelievable because mm-hmm. what I realize, they try to they try to brainwash you, right? Right. You need us. You need us. You need right. us. But that day when we walked out, you know, it's like you mess with one of us because mm-hmm. at the time, only the A-listers had health insurance correct right so what i love about that's so why i'm passionate just like this as you are mm-hmm. about the, our union right you mess with one you mess with all absolutely you know i cannot go without giving big props to our president yeah and leader karen kent oh <laughs> gotta hit it with yeah. that yes <laughs> karen kent is so fierce she is so honest she is so approachable she knows what she's doing. She's brilliant. And she knew exactly how to rally her troops. She knew the leaders to put in charge to make sure that we came out of these negotiations with the things that we needed and a lot of things that we wanted. Oh, my God. Absolutely. You know, and so. She's definitely the strength behind Unite Here. I am just happy that she chose me to, to and saw the light in me to say, hey, you're useful. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you are beneficial to this team. And uh, she has incorporated me in so much of the processes behind the union. And so I cannot leave without saying thank you to Karen, Unite Here Local One. But yeah, she is she is the strength. She most, is the strength. Most definitely, man. One of my friends earlier, you know, we had a discussion. Actually today mm-hmm. we we're talking about, you know, he was like, What's what's the difference between um the the union healthcare and mm-hmm. the corporate you know, healthcare? I was like, Oh my god. If you want me to show you the proof, you might get very angry by the end of this conversation. Well, I can tell him. A few tens of thousands of dollars. That's the difference. Should I tell them how much you pay for health insurance? Should I say the number? Go ahead. Go All right. So, everybody, this is, I'm going to be just blunt. And I'm going to be crystal clear Mm -hmm. and transparent about this, right? Mm -hmm. And I got the the main boss lady right here next to me Mm -hmm. to co-sign what I'm about to say. 
All right. So I'm not just talking shit or out of my ass. Right. Right. Um, we pay if you're single, correct? Single. You're free. Yep. A hundred percent coverage. Mm-hmm. Dental, vision, everything. All of zero it. deductible. All zero. of that stuff. Zero. Right. And if you have a family, you could have ten kids. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It's thirty dollars a month. A hundred percent coverage. Coverage. Zero deductible. Zero deductible. Dental vision. I think that after, I think the insurance covers over, you have to pay an additional after three kids. You know, I <laughs> I'm good. Been, yeah, you're good. You got some time. <laughs> no, nah, I'm staying right here. <laughs> for me to cover my two sons up until they were 26 years old, it cost me $30. $30. Now that my children are adults and they're over 26 years old, I pay zero. I can go to a presence network hospital, and it's many of them. I think we have more than 25 different sites. They're everywhere. I can get all of my services at zero. When I walk out of the door, how much is my bill? Miss Williams, it is zero. And I know when I go to a hospital, I'm not stressed out about what this is going to cost me. Oh, my God. Isn't it the best feeling in the world? It is the best. It is <laughs> the best. If you've been paying your bills for a while, if you've been paying your bills on time, you know what it feels like when you're like, man, I made that payment. It's gratifying. You yeah. feel good. Yeah. You know, you're relaxed. You know, yeah. you don't need Xanax because <laughs> you've paid your bills. You don't need none of those. You, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. And look, when you go to the hospital, I've been to the hospital. Oh, my goodness. My knuckle hurts. And I go in the hospital. Doc, look at my knuckle. It hurts. <laughs> and I, my bill is zero. Yeah. But guess what? My knuckle would swell to the size of a balloon if I had to pay. Yeah. Causing more harm, causing more detriment. Yeah. And that's the reality. Everyone knows, you know, how important health care is. Absolutely. And anyway, that was your knuckle. Mm-hmm. And then imagine me. I was one day I was just, you know, walking around my house with no shirt. And my girl's like, uh, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what do you mean? Come closer. And I get closer. She's like, your belly button is popping out. And I was like, huh? Mm. And I looked down <laughs> and I made an appointment. At, you know, at our um, networking uh, hospital, right? And did everything, boom, boom, boom. You know, a five star rating doctor, amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're like, you need surgery. Mm-hmm. We got to repair this, and um, you're gonna be out of work for two months, etc. So I went ahead and did it. You know, went to like two different um, visits, mm-hmm. and yeah, I uh, got nothing. And also, I mean, it's just not about you know healthcare services and maintenance. But there's also mental health services oh, really? that are, yeah, you know, COVID has hit a lot of people really, really hard, you know, so mental health services are more important than ever. Okay. Counseling, therapy, all of those things are included in our health package. Wow. You know, so the reach of our health care is huge, but you need an organization that will rally and negotiate for you. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have the finances or the platform to do it themselves. Okay. Especially poor people. Yeah. You know, so we need, we need these union jobs. We need these organizations that provide strength in numbers for us. 
it, it is it is so crazy. Like I'll tell you right now. I'm gonna give you a number. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think one of my friends, he had like a very like he had dental vision everything. And I'll mm-hmm. never forget this. He was paying two twenty five a week. Wow. All right. Now times fifty two. Correct. Yeah. That is eleven thousand seven hundred dollars. Okay, a year. All right, yeah. guys. Eleven thousand seven hundred. And this is like a he actually had a good price mm-hmm. compared to other people that I've heard about. Mm-hmm. So us we we only pay 30 times 12 is 360 dollars 360 dollars so eleven thousand, almost twelve thousand, compared to 360 bucks and we have better insurance than what that person is paying eleven thousand almost twelve thousand dollars my insurance is a plus uh I, I i try to express specialist you know i mean you name it yeah I want to give a shout out to my doctor, man, uh, Mark Adajar. He's uh, one of the coolest surgeons in the world, man. Got to give him a little shout out. Yeah. Him with the horn, man. Took care of, he took care of shout me. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to the health professionals, the frontline essential All of workers. Them. Yeah. All you guys. And you see him in front of your house, don't yes, you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I see you in my neighborhood, man. I, you I, know, I, was, I was born and raised in Uptown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm quite new to Uptown. Um, I'm I'm a South Sider originally. What part of the uh, South? So I've lived a couple of places on the South. I think my last uh, residence on the South Side was probably on 71st between Bishop and Loomis. Oh, you wow. know Inglewood. Inglewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about but to say. I think you know I was pretty much raised in Woodlawn. You ah. know, so um, Inglewood was my last known address. But I'm a woodline. I consider myself a woodline baby. I was uh, brought up on 63rd and Ingleside, where I spent most of my formative years, majority, all of my high school. I then I went to the Burbs. I you know tested the waters in the Burbs for a while. Then I came back to the city because mm, it was I can't close do the Burbs, to the man. I, yeah. oh, I don't know. You know what? It was a good place to raise my kids. That, I, I yeah, so, that I could see. I have sons, but I get know. anxiety when I see all the darkness and everything yeah. is closed and nothing is open yeah. as a McDonald's. Yeah. I, I get anxiety. I yeah. can't be around them. Yeah. a twenty-four hour taco joint or something around yeah. me. You know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You just have to find it. But yeah, I had sons, and so it was very important for me to make sure that I was raising my young men in a area that was conducive to them learning and actually becoming men and you know why i take nothing from my city i love my city i just thought it was a better fit at that time i, I yeah i don't blame you yeah because i was raising uptown when it was yeah. uh another world that it, yeah. what it is today yeah but i still love that place and what, what made you go to uptown of all the neighborhoods in chicago um, yeah, so I just, you know, was kind of just doing an apartment search, and then I saw an apartment that I liked, and, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, it, it, it didn't really take much thought. I yeah. was just apartment searching. Just let you know, and, you're lucky. Yeah, though. and I've lived on the east side of Chicago, you know, most of my life, so it was definitely being east, being close to Lakeshore Drive, being able to get, you know, quick access that. to and from work, so you know, not a lot of thought. I came from Edgewater right before Uptown. So I was just, just in the area. That's in where the my high school was at right there. Yeah. You yeah. went to CN? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I went to an all-girls Catholic high school on the south side, which is no longer open. Unity Catholic High School. But, you know. It was, and it was all girls. Yeah. I was supposed to go to Gordon Tech when I was after um, after grammar school. My father said, you're going to go to Gordon Tech. Okay. So... My dad had to pay, I think it was, a, uh, I think 50 or 100 bucks for me to take a test. Okay. And I felt that shit on purpose. 
like, oh, I'm like, listen here, Dad. You better stop right. paying this money because right. I'm going to abacadabra this whole <laughs> test every time I come here. I'm not going to this school. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I refuse. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's definitely like, you know, I'm glad you came over because I think people hearing this come out of your mouth, a person that's involved in politics and everything now, you know, you're all over the place. Right. Uh, you know, they'll believe it because, you know, they look at me they're like, you're just, you're just flexing. I'm right. like, I wish, you know, you could really see the proof but i don't have it in front of me right now right, right but them hearing you talk and then we're both here talking about the single we're both under the same insurance right you yeah that to me is like something i want to express to people how important and how a lot of corporations are just robbing a lot of the workers yeah they are robbing yeah absolutely and um you know i just want to say a couple of things before you know i get out of here but you know i'm willing to talk to anybody about insurance I'm willing to compare apples yeah. to oranges because I know it's apple to oranges. It's not yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you want to have a, you know, an honest conversation about health care and health care coverage and all of those things. I'm open. Let's let's sit down and talk about it. Let's talk about why unions are important. And there are a couple of things, uh, fights that we have that we're looking into now, and that's, you know, some uh, hotels and corporations are not trying to bring back their workers Wow! as the positions reopen. But guess what? Guess who we have on our side? We have Unite here, and we're trying to get an ordinance passed to make sure that all of the workers that got laid off due to no fault of their own can come back to work when their hotels open. Oh, yeah. And that is what we are currently fighting and we're just trying to make sure so when you tell me i have union blood when you say something to me about a union i know the fights that i've been in with this union (laughs) i know the benefits that i've had being in the union and i know that i couldn't do it alone yeah yeah and there's power in numbers and you've heard that you know that's not just a soliloquy that's for real you and you have to understand it. We proved it that one summer. Yeah, because yeah. you know people like that's what I tell everybody that works in uh, corporate America. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let these people fool you. You know, we are not replaceable. They need us. And when when that happened, I remember the hotel hired like a temp agency, right? To to work at the hotel, right? And me and you both know there is no way in hell a rookie with no leader is going to know how to get around the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way. You're right. You're going to be lost. Right. You could bring 200 temps, yep. 300, 500 yep. temps. Bring them all. It's not going to It's not yes. going to work for you. No. No. <laughs> so what happened? The destruction when we returned to work. Oh, my God. I was God. like, what? Yeah. But you know what? I, I'm glad that we had a sense of pride about what we were doing and who we work for because we went in. And I know our co-workers, we said, look, it happened. It's over. Let's get our home together and let's progress. Let's move forward. Like we saw the proof here in, the, in my little calculator because I suck at math. Mm-hmm. You know, $11,000, $12,000. Right. That corporate is keeping away in their pockets. They already got money. Not only are you paying this crazy $12,000, let's say, a year, right? Right. But then like, let's say if I would have got my surgery... I think uh, 20% would have been close to like four, four or $5,000. Right. So on top of me paying $12,000 a year, I, if I got this surgery, I have to pay also $5,000. Yes. And how much debt? 
that's, would that's you 17 be grand in? Now. How much debt? 17,000 right there. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So this is what people don't understand when I talk to them about this stuff, you know, and I'm glad you came over so we could just make this like crystal clear and be 100% blunt. You guys are getting robbed. Let's be clear. Yeah. If you put out figures like that in front of any anyone saying I pay 360 a year versus your 11,000 and a person isn't willing to listen, it's because they're embarrassed. Yeah. Because there's truth in numbers, as you've said. They're embarrassed. Yeah. But it's okay. Just join the winning team. That's it. That's it. It's so simple. Unionize, everybody. Unionize. (laughs) So I saw you guys were actually um, in the middle of something with uh, Senator Dick Durbin. So uh, Senator Durbin was really our champion in getting this uh, COBRA passed and and into um, American Rescue Act. So he was quite essential. And, you know, Dick Durbin has been someone who has uh, spoken to us and understands our plight. He was a a strong leader for us in getting the American Rescue Act. Oh, wow. Shout out to the senator, man. Senator Durbin. (laughs) And I saw also as well, I'll never forget, I think I was browsing and you were very active with um, one of the, uh, I think it was a movement called the Hands Off Pants On Mm -hmm. as well. Can you explain? Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of people understand or remember the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. A little bit before the Me Too movement took steam, we realized that a lot of our female hospitality casinos and uh, housekeepers, uh, room attendants were being harassed by guests. Another brilliant part of, you know, what the union does and its fight for workers is we needed to challenge that system. We needed to make sure that our women were safe. And 58% of the women said that they had been either harassed or a guest had exposed themselves or, you know. 58%. 58%. Over half had been harassed, sexually harassed by a hotel guest. And uh, uh, we, we, we knew that we needed to do something about it. We took a survey. Over 500 women was in this survey, or about 500 women. We, need, we knew that we needed to do something about it, and we did. Yeah. So we went to city council, and we said, look, we need your help in passing ordinance to make sure that we have legislation in place to protect these women. We did that about a year before the Me Too movement. The Me Too movement helped us pick up steam and we got legislation passed. So HOPO stands for hands off, pants on. And it was great because now women in that are working alone get to have panic buttons. And so if they are alone with the guests and that guest is being creepy, Guess what? They can push a panic button wow. that has a GPS on it. Security can track them down. And before there was nothing. And before there was nothing. Wow. I never thought about that a, stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you know what? I've told this story over a hundred times and people don't realize how creepy some of the guests are, especially in casinos. I can't even imagine in that. Ca- exactly. You, you have guests that are inebriated and they're away from their wives and they're on the, you know, 
uh, you know, and I don't want to make it seem like it's a male versus female type of dilemma. But, you know, in our survey, it ended up being pretty much a male versus female dilemma. And, you know, it, it, it happens. It happens and it happens a lot. And, you know, some of these, you know, cocktail waitresses are being touched by guests. Wow. I mean, the nerves you got to have to do something. Like yes. That. You know, one thing I, like, I think about the union a lot is that we're so lucky that we have this strong, powerful union rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not that easy to bully anybody right in our industry right correct? right you know like there is a like a seniority right i love the seniority thing yes there's no cutting lines there's yes. no like i'm gonna get my friend in here and give him this yes. job no once you're in a line you're in a line you're in the line and then if you cut the line fair. oh you're in deep shit yes and it's fair yeah it's fair it's fair yeah, I think there was a time that I actually got skipped a couple of days, mm-hmm. and I got a fat check. So yes. I was like, hey, "Keep cutting me." <laughs> we fight. Yeah, we fight, we baby. Fight. We don't. We don't take no BS. We, yes, you know, because you know, and one thing that I see in corporate a lot, and I'll tell you straight up, is a lot of corporate system, like the you know, like the buddy system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a lot of that in corporate, mm-hmm. like people that don't deserve the job get mm-hmm, the job. Mm-hmm. The person that oh well, yeah, well, this person has this degree and that degree, and it's like you know. Right. You cannot just come here and cut lines and just give yeah. that person all the blessings while the person is back here making it happen. Right. Just gets passed on for generations. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, like, and usually it doesn't benefit us. Correct. That's the reality. I can be the hardest worker in the room, but because of my race, my ethnicity, my age, my, you know, sexuality or whatever are the things that, you know, keep us from not being the primary employees, it, it doesn't benefit us. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times cronyism is a real thing. It is. You know, I want my my guy. I want my girl. I, you know, I need my peeps to to reap the, the best of the benefits. I love the seniority thing, especially in our industry. Mm-hmm. There's been times that, you know, you might have an early party, right? Right. But if you're seniority, it's your call. You right. Know, if you, either you work the early party yep. or you want to pass it on. Yes. You know, not the boss. It's like, hey, you know, I make the no. You know, you don't, buddy. Yes. <laughs> and it keeps a level of respect, though. It does. It does. Right? It does. By It keeps psh- a level of respect between all of us that are, you know, in quotations on the bottom. It does. You know, we're not crabs in the pot. We're not all stepping over each other. We all have respect for our positions, and it makes for a better work atmosphere. And I never thought about that until you said it yeah. right now. You know, like, holy shit, you're right. Because, you know, when we work, and you could be a dishwasher. Right. You could be a housekeeper. You could be the custodian. Mm-hmm. We all are equal, mm-hmm. and we're all cool. We all have the mm-hmm. same level of respect for one another. And yes. I never thought about that until yes. you said that right now. That's yes. true. Yes. Like, we don't see one less than another. We're all, like, a family. And we work together. Yep. And we get the job done. Yeah. You wow. Know? Yeah. <laughs> now you just you just fuck my head up. You, you know what? Hey. <laughs> that's what I do. I was like, we do. We do get along. <laughs> we yeah. do. Yeah, you know, like, we I'll be do. having lunch yes. with the doorman and this guy and this guy. And we're, like, on the same table. Yeah. I never thought about it. The so support is amazing. We're all, like, a big family. A little we dysfunctional are. at times. Yeah. But, you know. What really good family, what strong family is not dysfunctional? And I'm, so, I, I like that. I like yeah, the bottles. Yeah. And even with you, look, you came in the house and it's like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you and what you're doing and your setup. Oh, thank you. you. Know? Likewise. Yeah, yeah. Likewise. I'm your biggest cheerleader, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, she's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
going to tell you a story. And it is mm-hmm. a true story, all right? Okay. Because, you know, we're talking about union rights, correct? Right, yes. And there was once this one uh, company I used to work for, which I will not say the name. Mm-hmm. A coworker came up to me, you know, and he was like, hey, can you do me a favor, Ronnie? And I was like, what's that? He's like, can you do me like a nice text telling the boss? If I have permission to like take my daughter to the hospital because she has asthma, and this is not like permission. I'm like, no, dude, you got PTO. You just requested. And, no, but he told me no already, and you know, I just want to text him. I'm like, what? Like, you know, like people are actually scared to get their days off to use PTO. Mm. The hell with this company, dude. Yes. You go, you come first. Yes. And don't let nobody tell you other. Right. And that, this is me with my union brain talking. You know, like right. I get, I get all angry and my chest you comes should. up. <laughs> you should. It's in our DNA. You're right. And I was just so upset that this still happens out there in corporate America. That people just scared to speak are up. Are very scared to speak up about rights and benefits that they have. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, this is not benefits that he's trying to get. Yeah. These are benefits that he has. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Even for vacation, people were actually scared to take a vacation. Oh, I'm like, I thought you want to go to you know to Mexico or something, Cancun. Well, the boss said I couldn't go. Like what? What? He, what do you mean? He said he can't right. go. So when can you use a vacation whenever he right. wants you to? Like that's not how this right. works, dude. Right. But he didn't say that to me. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you know, I told him, hey, I'm gone for two weeks, buddy. I worked in, I was in a kind of slash industry. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the reps. That he should like manage the the hotel, right? They told him, "Hey, this guy is very fucking connected, right?" So, uh, is there <laughs> a lot of power and knowledge? Yeah. Right. So this is the one guy you might not want to pull that stunt with, you right. know. And I tried him. I'm like, you know what? Let me go see what he tells me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to Cancun this week, all right? He's like, oh well, yeah, 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 not a problem. But you see how they, they the corporate people they use that with right. the ones they could, right? They know how to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. And you know what, though, Ronnie, that's why it's important for for folks like you on your podcast and people like me who I'm going to be, I'm going to speak up for you. That's why we have to keep doing what we're doing. Absolutely. We have to keep making sure that people understand their power. We have to make sure that we connect them with groups and organizations and unions and, you know, committees where they are able to use their voices. Absolutely. You know, so, I mean, there's obviously more work to be done. You're doing it, brother. This year, (laughs) you're doing it. You're doing it. (laughs) I hope this gets to the right years. You know what I mean? And it will. And everybody share this episode. Everybody share this episode. Look at your check stubs and look at the the weekly, you know, insurance that you pay. Then multiply that and you'll be surprised how much you are paying a month. Yes. And a year. Yes. A decade. Yes. You know, this is a lot of money that could be your money for whatever you need. Because I could use $11,000. $11,000? 11,000, 12,000 actually. Let's say 12,000. 12,000, 11,000, 10,000. Anything over 10,000 sounds the same to me. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of money. Okay. So that's the thing that I want to tell people. Like, look at your check stuff. Yes. And then come holler at me and tell Absolutely. me. And try to argue with me about this. Yeah. You know, there's, there's yes. no way you're going to win. You're right. You know, because you're giving your we money can, away. We Th- can luckily, debate it. Yes. A debate is great. I like debating. Yeah. And you know what? The great thing is Unite Here is not just in Chicago. Yeah. Unite Here is, is in different parts of the country. We everywhere. So. Do you see yourself in politics in the near future or something? I don't want to go much into it, but I do think that I possess a strength that could potentially lead me towards political office. 
I don't know exactly where or doing what or in what capacity, but I'm not close minded to it. Right. Ooh. Okay. Not close minded to it. I so, can see a person like yeah. you. We need people like you. You know what? You know, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell my truth. <laughs> exactly. This is what I like about you. You're going to keep it 100. Mm-hmm. And right now that we're here, man, I want to give a shout out to your sorority sisters. Yes. Yo. Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> hey, shout out to all them ladies because I see when you guys are out. Hey man, you guys are you guys are family. Look, uh, I have to shout out to Divine Nine. That is a makeup of African American sororities and fraternities. And you know what? They are very positive brothers and sisters throughout the Black community, and very well needed to help mentor our youth. You know, Kamala Harris, our newly elected. Vice President oh, yeah. is a oh, member yeah. oh, of yeah. the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. They are members of the Divine Nine. And oh, I really? Think, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when, when you understand, you understand. When you are part of the D9, you get it. You know the importance of being in the community and mentoring our youth and um so you wear these you wear your letters with pride you wear your letters i have on my letters today i have on my crest yeah so you wear with pride and you just you know you move different you know what now it all makes sense yeah it makes you a different person that was like the last puzzle piece to like figure you out yeah and that now i see now it all makes sense absolutely roshana williams man thank you so much for being here man this means so much to me it oh was my, my pleasure. Man, well, y'all could find her on Facebook. Yep. If you guys want to compare, you know, little insurance stubs. Right. Y'all can find her on Facebook. <laughs> Rashonda Williams, man, she a boss lady. Rashonda, <laughs> man, thank you so much, it's man. Girl, been I love my you. Pleasure. And we're going to do a part back. two. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see you in politics. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and we are out. the circuit for interviews tv wgn that was so fun that was oh fr- nobody God. serves me here so that's part of the- <laughs> <laughs>